the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Catholic Community Radio. You're listening to Wake Up. We're happy you're with us on this chilly Thursday morning, October 20th. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Well, good. Well, make sure if you want to watch us live, we're live on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. That's Catholic Community Radio. Don't forget every afternoon at 1230 Central Time, we are playing the Patriotic Rosary Daily, and you can listen to that through Election Day. So be sure to tune in for that. Today is the Memorial of St. Paul of the Cross. So we'll start off our hour with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the priest St. Paul, whose only love was the cross, obtain for us your grace, O Lord, so that urged on more strongly by, by his example, we may each embrace our own cross with courage. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul of the cross, pray for us. Well, we have a great show ahead for you this morning. Rhonda Gruenwald, the founder of Vocation Ministry, talks about the first Deacon Sunday. It's a wonderful Sunday to affirm permanent the permanent diaconate. Damien will visit with Father Joe Laramie, the National Director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, about his book, Love Him More, a nine-day personal retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Our friend David Dawson Jr. will join us. We'll visit about uh, one of his family's favorite things, and that's playing music in the kitchen with the family. David is the director of the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. We always enjoy a conversation about marriage and family with David on Thursdays. And Sister Marjorie Abair, president of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, joins us to share her monthly update. Sister Marjorie is one of the most Busy people, I think I know. She She's always a has busy lady for awesome sure. things going on. And I wonder how this chilly weather has affected her ministry. Uh, it you probably think? hadn't bothered her at all. She just keeps on rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's probably liking it. I know uh, most people I talk to are really enjoying sure. uh, the cool days that we've experienced. And we're going to start warming up, though. Uh, even though uh, we're going to have plenty of sunshine, the temperatures are going to start moving up. High today, in fact, 74, low tonight, 50, tomorrow through Sunday. It's going to be very nice. Highs are going to be in the low 80s, and the low will be close to 60 degrees, depending on where you are. Winds are going to be picking up. We're going to have a nice breeze beginning uh, tomorrow out of the south-southwest at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. So things are really going to continue to be pleasant. No rain in the forecast for the next five days. 
Uh, temperatures in and around the area right now. Uh, along the Gulf Coast in Mobile, it's 43. Gulfport, 41. and Mandeville, it's 40. Home of Thibodeau, also 40 and a little bit of fog, mm-hmm. so be careful there. Uh, New Orleans, warm, warming up quick, 51 degrees, and Baton Rouge, the cool spot, 38 degrees in the mm-hmm. capital city. So uh, good temperatures. Hope you've been able to get out there and do some good things. And how about you? What do you That's right. When, when it's like this, you, you get outdoors we more? Love, yes, we do. Our, our son loves to be outside. We uh, Last night, the night before, he, he builds a little fire in the fire pit, and we visit and oh, yeah? have a great time. Nice. Yeah, good. it's been really nice. And uh, tonight is uh, St. Michael in Baton Rouge. This weekend is homecoming. So tonight oh, is a little I was block say, party. So we'll be out there. Temperatures have been ideal for football. Yes, yes. it'll be a great so, game on Friday night. But All right. Well, well good luck to them. Yeah. Don't go too far. It's five after on Wake Up. Today's gospel comes from Luke chapter 12. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son, and a son against his father. A mother against her daughter, and a daughter against her mother. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Eight after the hour on a beautiful Thursday morning. So glad you could join us. Damian Colado along with Alicia Quibito and our special guest, Rhonda Gruenwald. She is founder of Vocation Ministry. And she's here to talk about First Deacon Sunday. Uh, First Deacon Sunday was actually last Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, but it's worth talking about because I often think our deacons are overlooked. Rhonda, good morning, and welcome to Wake Up. So tell us, first of all, a little bit about your ministry. What is Vocation Ministry? So um, Vocation Ministry was born out of a need in the church. There was really, uh, when in 2011, when I was asked to come to a meeting about priests and such up at church, uh, when, our, when our, past, uh, our priest was resurrecting the parish vocation committee, um, I went home to find resources to do that, to help him with this effort, and just started praying and promoting vocations to the priests of religious life and sacramental marriage at our parish, however we could. Mm-hmm. And about 18 months into that, I was asked by the leadership in Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, um, how can we do this all over Houston? And I said, maybe I could write a pamphlet, which led to mm-hmm. um, my first book, Hundredfold, A Guide to Parish Vocation Ministry, um, and the creation of vocationministry.com. And then I started giving workshops and trainings to priests um, and parishioners around the country, and I've given 135 workshops in uh, 50 dioceses since 2015. Really? Train people. Uh, yeah, diocesan-wide workshops so that we're, we're trying to get a whole diet diocesan movement towards vocations and getting that on people's minds more and praying for vocations. Yeah. Um, so it was really not never my plan to do any of this. 
Well, what's interesting is it sounds very similar to Sarah, S-E-R-R-A, not the Sierra Club, but Sarah Club, uh, which uh, on behalf of Father Uniparis Sarah, uh, they too uh, promote vocations uh, as well as support uh, priests and those in religious life. Have you ever talked to them and, and you just went ahead and moved forward with this? Well, I, I am a Saren, but I didn't oh. know anything. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the Sarah Club in 2011 when I started. Right, this. that's why I'm wondering. And okay, I couldn't, I couldn't find their resources online. If anything, I could find activities here and there, but it was nothing comprehensive to tell mm-hmm. you. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. And this is why you're doing this. this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. It was not. So I, I was a teacher prior to um, staying at home with my kids. And so from a teacher's standpoint and also a convert, 1999, I came into the church, I saw that this was a real lack of resources for people who, it's hard. When you do ministry at a parish, there are always obstacles left and right for you, mm-hmm. um, which you wouldn't think that would be the case, but, but it is. And so you, you need, I felt like people really needed turnkey help activities, resources that they could just download from the website. In the book, it's step-by-step instructions on how to do things. Um, so I, it is it is very different from the activities uh, that Sarah offers, and Sarah doesn't talk about marriage. So yeah. there is a difference between our ministries, but yes, I know that. Well, well good. Okay, that's why I was asking. Uh, the, yep. And uh, I'm a Sarah too. And uh, But I will say this, I agree with you. Uh, I am excited about the fact that you've created a step-by-step process, and, and I'm sure it goes beyond deacons. But let's talk about Deacon Sunday, because as I stated earlier, I often think, uh, you know, they do a lot of the, the leg work. They do a lot of the uh, work behind the scenes, and not that they're looking for credit uh, or, or uh, recognition, but, boy, we sure should appreciate them. We, we should, and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that when I was at my, at my parish doing the work in 2011, 2013, through, through those years, um, that when I looked around, I saw, okay, well, we have Priesthood Sunday at the end of September mm-hmm. each year, but we don't have anything to celebrate our deacons. I'm like, we should do that. I felt like just as a parishioner, I wanted to say thank you. So we created deacon sunday event at our parish in 2012 uh, just to say thank you to them and it was a reception and it was beautiful and hundreds of people came to say thank you like it was really affirming for our deacons and then fast forward to this year um at the beginning of 2022 i felt like this was the year that we needed to create something nationally for deacons because literally if you put in deacon appreciation Deacon, thank you into Google, mm-hmm. you would find greeting cards. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. No, there's no, no other, anything for them to say, say thank you to them. So I, I felt like we, we needed to take charge of this and say, look, if nobody else is going to do this, we are going to do this because we should say thank you. You know, in 2021, uh, 450 deacons were ordained to permanent diacons. And which is great, mm-hmm. but at the same time, in that year, 900 deacons either retired from ministry or passed away. 
Yeah. So oh, wow. we, we have a lot. We need, we, there's we, a hole to fill and we want to affirm them. Not only with our priests, but with our deacons. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's less than, yeah. than 10 a state when you think about it. So, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more dioceses within each state. So where do they go if they want to learn more about vocation ministry and possibly bring it to their church parish? Yeah, so uh, vocationministry.com is a place where we have, um, there's a workshop tab to talk about all the workshops that we give, and um, we have a shop there that has all those great things like cards to affirm deacons, prayer cards for deacons. So let's just not put this on Deacon Sunday only, that is going to be the second (laughs) Sunday of October. Let's do this year-round. Say thank you to your priests and deacons on a regular basis. Oh, thank you so much for that. And Rhonda Gruenwald, she is founder of Vocation Ministry. Thank you for that. Who knows? Maybe we could have Sister Saturday soon, too. There you go. Rhonda, thank you, and uh, good luck to you. Best of luck. All right. God bless you. God bless. All right. We're coming back with more. It's 15 after on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 20th. Today we celebrate St. Paul of the Cross. Born in northern Italy in 1694, Paul Deneo lived at a time when many regarded Jesus as a great moral teacher, but no more. After a brief time as a soldier, he turned to solitary prayer, developing a devotion to Christ's passion. Paul saw in the Lord's passion a demonstration of God's love for all people. In turn, That devotion nurtured his compassion and supported a preaching ministry that touched the hearts of many listeners. He was known as one of the most popular preachers of his day, both for his words and for his generous acts of mercy. In 1720, Paul founded the Congregation of the Passion, whose members combined devotion to Christ's passion with preaching to the poor and rigorous penances. Known as the Passionists, they add a fourth vow to spread the memory of Christ's passion among the faithful 30 seconds away, to the traditional Joe. three of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Paul was elected superior general of the congregation in 1747, spending the remainder of his life in Rome. Paul of the Cross died in 1775 and was canonized in 1867. Over 2,000 of his letters and several of his short writings have survived. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Happy Thursday morning, 19 after the hour. You are listening to Wake Up. So glad you could join us. With us now is Father Joe Laramie. He is the National Director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. And he's also an author. He is uh, here to share with us his new book, Love Him More, a nine-day personal retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Father Joe, welcome to Wake Up. Good morning, Damien. Thanks for having me. Oh, glad to have you. Look, making retreats in South Louisiana is a big thing. We have uh, the Retreat House Manresa, which I'm sure you're familiar with, you being a Jesuit, uh, and they pretty much run the show there. Uh, How is your book different than making a three- or four-day retreat at Manresa? Absolutely. Gosh, I love Manresa. I've been there uh, for my own retreats and have given retreats there. Such a beautiful place. Yeah, I think it's connected with this great Jesuit tradition of offering retreats in a really flexible format. 
So the wisdom of St. Ignatius is to offer the spiritual exercises, uh, a pathway of prayer, of deepening our love for the Lord. And he did this in a way that could be done over 30 days in silence, as Jesuits do. Mm-hmm. Also, it could be done over eight days, over a weekend, like you might find in a retreat house. And my hope is my format is also flexible for folks on the go, that you could do it uh, over nine days with a little prayer and reflection uh, on each of those days. Okay, so why nine days? Because you came out with a book earlier uh, entitled Abide in the Heart of Christ, and that was 10 days. So uh, is it just based on the, fa- the the topic or subject matter that you use within the retreat to reflect on? And, and both really focus on getting your heart to, to be one with Christ. And that's what I love about both books. Absolutely. Yes, again, I'm really trying to draw from this deep well of St. Ignatius. Um, again, his full retreat is over 30 days, mm-hmm. but in his wisdom, he sort of breaks it up into, he calls it four weeks. So the first week is really a time of uh, self-reflection, of blessings God has given me, also my own sins, turning to Christ for forgiveness. That's called the first week, and that was really my first book. The second week, which is my second book, is really that journey with Christ the Lord, um, really trying to draw closer to his heart, which we see when he is a newborn baby there in Bethlehem, with this heart of Jesus growing, uh, strengthening as he becomes a boy, a young man, preaching and teaching, so journeying with him, and even as he sends us out into the world. So we'll see if there's uh, another sequel after this to fill the whole thing out. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it you know, sounds like it. Now fun. now I see where you're going with it. Uh, at the same time, within this book, there's a heart check where you ask the reader uh, or those making the retreat to pause and check one's heart. Share with us how you came up with that. Yeah, really, I'd say uh, my own prayer. You know, Jesuits, okay. we make retreats too. We don't just tell other people to do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that image of our own heart as just a, a constant reminder um, that we are made in the image of God, that even our hearts are fashioned after the very heart of Jesus himself, you know, even just what's happening in my own heart. Um, sometimes I'm aware, sometimes not. Maybe moments of joy, uh, moments of sorrow, um, moments of anxiety. So noticing that in my own heart, and then also offering that to the heart of Jesus, which really transforms my experience, right? Now I'm not just feeling these things alone and isolated, but rather in communion with the heart of Jesus. So that's been, I think, a fruitful practice for me um, even to do every day. Yeah, yeah, I could appreciate that. The uh, Today's reading, uh, gospel reading, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it was already ablaze. Boy, I can't help. How does one get that burning fire in one's heart, knowing that Christ is, is with you? Amen. Uh, this was a favorite passage of St. Ignatius Loyola, founder of the Jesuits. Um, I believe he wrote this in a letter to St. Francis Xavier. That was kind of his marching Mm -hmm. order. It was, all right, man, go out there and set the world on fire. Yeah. You know, I think we do it by uh, letting the Lord kindle that fire first in our own hearts. Uh, We see in so many beautiful paintings of the Sacred Heart that it is the heart of Jesus on fire with love for his Father, love for all of us. You know, well, maybe my fire's burning bright, and I want to thank him for that. 
or, you know, these are some tough times, right? Maybe we're feeling some sorrow and frustration. Uh, drawing closer to the Lord in prayer through the sacraments can help us to make our own hearts burn brighter, and then we can share that with other folks. Share with the folks what uh, St. Ignatius' spiritual exercises really is all about, because we, we talk about it a lot, but we assume everybody knows. But there are some people, uh, Catholics in particular, who have never even been on a retreat in their entire life. So share with them what St. Ignatius was, was shooting for when he put all this together. Absolutely. Yeah, in a nutshell, um, tied into the title of the book, he says— um, he wants to help us know Jesus more, love him more, and serve him more. Now, there is a sense there, of course, okay, we already know Jesus to some extent. We love him at least a little bit, and we're serving him, you know, at least somewhat. But also that deepening, right, you know, more. Uh, in Latin, the word is magis, to say, you know, Lord, evermore I want these things. And, you know, through prayer and reflection that Jesus wants to draw me deeper, so again, he kind of draws it out over 30-day retreat would be really the full spiritual exercises. Now, for a lot of folks, okay, you can't just uh, put a note on your fridge and say, hey, family, love you guys. I'll be back in a month. Mm-hmm. So again, this flexible format, the, the first part is that reflection on my own heart, um, how the Lord has blessed me. So a sense of gratitude for God's gifts. Also an awareness, yes, of my own sorrows, imperfections, um, turning to Jesus for redemption. The rest of the retreat really walks me through the Gospels with Jesus, but Ignatius offers us a, a special gift of often called Ignatian contemplation, hmm. of really imagining myself there in the Gospel passage with Jesus. You know, I'm not just like a spectator at a, a big ball game, but it's more like, okay, I am on the field. You know, this is my story, too. Jesus is the leader, but I'm there on the team. So imagining myself perhaps at the nativity, uh, at some of the miracles of Jesus, maybe listening and interacting with Mother Mary, with St. Joseph. Um, again, it's been a really fruitful mode of prayer for me, and I hope it's helpful for other folks too. Do you set it up to where there's a particular time element, or it could be 15 minutes one day and an hour the next? Sure. Yeah, I did my best to kind of make it, you know, uh, what, bite-sized pieces. So Mm -hmm. each chapter, not too long. Also, if folks want to do this over, let's say, uh, nine Sundays, you know, that could be great, too. Yeah. For instance, uh, you know, a mom with young kids, she might have trouble doing this for nine days straight, but, you know, maybe over nine weeks it could work. The idea is it would take you maybe 20 minutes to read each chapter, and then maybe 20 or 30 minutes in prayer. So something you could do maybe in a holy hour uh, as part of this retreat. Awesome. The title of the book, Love Him Evermore, A Nine-Day Personal Retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Father Joe Laramie. Uh, Real quick, um, what's the latest going on in uh, the the prayer network with the Pope? What are some of the things you're doing real quick uh, in the United States to help promote prayer? Yes. yeah, it's, it's a great job. Uh, I get to travel <laughs> around talking about the love of Jesus. This is uh, almost a 200-year-old Jesuit mission promoting devotion to the Sacred Heart, as well as the monthly prayer intentions of the Holy Father. Uh, in fact, I'm in Orlando, Florida right now, 
giving a retreat to priests, helping them to deepen their own devotion to the Sacred Heart. Uh, this month, the Pope's prayer intention for October is praying for the Church. You know, we love the Church, we're part of the Church, and we know the Church is always in need of renewal, uh, deepening our own love for the Lord, that spirit of evangelization. Other months have different intentions. It could be uh, for the poor, for families, uh, for peace in the world. You know, I think we can all agree uh, these things are worth praying about. Amen. And speaking of prayer, we're going to wrap up. If you don't mind, uh, give us a blessing, Father Joe Lemire. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, draw us ever closer to your sacred heart. Lord Jesus, set our hearts on fire evermore with a love for you and love for your people. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Joe, real quick, where can folks go to get your book? Yes, it's on Amazon. Uh, You can get it on Kindle in that mobile device method. It's printed by Ave Maria Press, so you could go to their website and order it there. Briefly, my own website is joelaramiesj.com. And for my organization, it's popesprayerusa.net. We're also on social media. Wow. Awesome. They can find you just about anywhere. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, have a blessed retreat, and thank you for being with us, Father Joe Laramie, National Director of Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, but more importantly right now, his new book, Love Him Evermore, a nine-day personal retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Couldn't come at a better time, mm-hmm. and uh, we are going to share with you all to go out and get it if you can. Would you make a retreat lately? I have not. I have not. But I think I might get Father Joe's book. Yeah? When's the last time you made it? I can't remember. Oh, really? Well, you definitely need to get the book. You know what? Yeah. Pre-COVID. All right. (laughs) We don't say that anymore. (laughs) Time to get back at it then. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. right. I'm looking forward to mine at Manresa coming up in a couple months. Don't go too far. Wake Up is still going down the road with you. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up. I'm Alicia Quibito with Damian Collado. We're happy you are with us on this Thursday morning, October 20th. October is dipping by. I don't know about you. Maybe it's that chilly weather. Yeah, Maybe well. I feel like you, fall is upon us at Got a last. big day coming up Sunday, I know that. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, we are joined this morning by David Dawson, Jr. He is the Director of the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Good morning, David. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you with us. You join us every Thursday to talk about marriage and family, uh, different little fun uh, nuggets for marriage and family advice and otherwise. And uh, today we're talking about playing music in the kitchen with your family. I love that. Something that happens at the Quibido household every night. So tell us more. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I I think one of the things that uh, we're often challenged with uh, we're trying to do family better and trying to trying to allow God to kind of instruct in that regard. We're supposed to be, um, you know, praying always. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be rejoicing in the gift of our, our families and that kind of thing. But a lot of times, I know for us and for a lot of families, we get into survival mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when the kids are small, but just in general, evenings can be just kind of evenings and mornings, you know, but yes. evenings can be kind of this rush yeah. uh, to get the food on the table, get everybody fed, get everybody cleaned up. Uh, get chores done, 
so we can get to the nighttime routine and just get it done. It feels like a finish line, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. Um, when I can finally rest, you know, so we define rest a lot of times as like when I can stop being responsible for all you other people <laughs> and stop having to clean up all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I can stop working, you know. Yeah. Uh, when the truth is that never comes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's even when the kids are like upstairs and finally, you know, we shut it down. Um, they're coming back down. We're we're exhausted. So that 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 rest that have we defined it, it never really comes. Yeah. Uh, which is which is frustrating and can wear us down. When the truth is, I think what we've discovered is it's something as simple as having a little Bluetooth speaker in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and we put on some music while we're doing the dishes. And uh, it just changes the attitude. And Absolutely. I think what that does for us, it changes the attitude, which is great. We're having a good time while we're doing the dishes because mm-hmm. we're focused on the music. But the kids start dancing, uh, <laughs> start singing along, and we're dancing with them. And I got to tell you, it's funny how that ends up being such a memorable thing for them. Oh, yes. I remember growing up, you know, what a huge difference it makes in just the general attitude of the house. Right. When music's on and the stuff that we like and we're dancing together. Um, even if we're doing dishes or something like that, but just the mm-hmm. feel changes completely. And I think it's one of those things where our kids don't see, you know, unfortunately, and I've heard this from other parents as well, our kids don't see us laugh, like really laugh very often. You're right. And I think the truth is our kids don't see us really just kind of loose and being silly very often mm-hmm. um, because we're in survival mode. It's almost like we got to wait till we're on vacation to do that, which is like, what, twice a year, three right. times a year tops, yes. uh, which is which is unfortunate. So I think something simple as that can make a huge difference. You know, I, I agree with you. And I remember, you know, when my children were smaller that you're exactly right. It's uh, that survival mode and you're just like taking the things off your list. You know, you've picked them up or, or you know, you've done this, they've had their nap, now you have to make dinner and get the, di- you know, it's, it's so much of a, is is a list and and we sometimes lose sight of the experience um, instead of just the task but but enjoying that experience with our kids I do have to say we uh, listen to a lot of music in our in our family and and it's interesting because music is so powerful Uh, we were talking about the wake-up crew was talking about that yesterday after the show Uh, just talking about how you can hear a song and it you can it will can bring back a smell an experience a feeling that you had Uh, just the power of music Music and that fun. I will tell you though, now that my children are older, we're no longer listening to Veggie Tales and the VBS uh, yeah. CDs, which we loved. Right. We now loved. you now we you listen to uh, what rap old, and punk rock. <laughs> Jazz, jazz oh. is playing in my house. So uh, different things, different things. My kids have you know favorite uh, artists that they want to listen to, and we do nothing, nothing too uh, too extreme. But uh, but I remember the days when they were little, and we had the the Veggie Tales or the the VBS. We loved those VBS uh, CDs. We almost wore those things oh. out between the car and the house, and the car <laughs> and the house, and that was before really the the uh, Bluetooth speaker. Uh, but but talk about how important it is for our children to see us. Uh, being joyful in those mundane tasks like making dinner and especially doing the dishes yeah no it, it's i think for them to see that we don't see them or or see our lives as a burden mm-hmm. is a huge blessing that they see that we enjoy uh living this life with them doing the things that, that required in our house and that you know I, and i think unfortunately i fall into this a lot of times that uh, they see that i define my where I live my true life is when I'm not burdened by any of you people uh, you know like uh, when I can finally be me is when I can finally you know rest from having to be responsible for all this stuff yes. when the truth is like you know where I am fully myself is when I am responsible for you people and when I am you know serving and when I am giving and when I'm working like that's when I'm fully myself yeah. 
Yeah. It's not when I can finally turn my brain off. It's when my brain is fully on. And I think what music can do in these kind of situations is to light up even more of me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, can, they get to hear what delights me. They get to see me, you know, uh, enjoying. And the stuff that I pull up from, you know, when I was growing up, my parents put on uh, mm-hmm. uh, when they were doing dishes, you know, or when they were mm-hmm. in the den, you know, doing chores or just on a Saturday or something like that. Like those are the things that I find I pull up the most. And what gives me the most life is when I was what I heard growing up. And yes. my, when I watch my parents, you know, really enjoy this and be like, ah, this is music. This is good stuff. You know, like that's right. the kind of stuff that I find myself playing for my kids, you know, and they watch me sing along. And now they know James Taylor and Paul Simon and those kind of Love things, it. you know, they, they, as well as the new stuff, too. And, and it yes. is fun stuff. But I think the stuff that moves us and the kids, our kids get to watch us be moved. Right. And watch mm-hmm. us really get into something. And so that's where they feel like I've got access to my dad. I've got access to his heart and what moves him you know even if it's right. simple foundational stuff even if it's i mean we'll put on the lsu drum cadence because it's a blast you know oh, like that kind yes. of thing and then the wives bounce around the kitchen <laughs> yeah so you know, sunday mornings we'll put on some chant or something like that you just so they get a, a full range but i think yes. it's important that they see mom and dad move in a very just kind of foundational sometimes silly but just fun way you know right. it, it makes a big difference a sealed whistle while you're wearing yeah do you do you let them take out the pots and pans and the tupperware and, and some spoons and really band. get after it? that's, 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 not that's what i was envisioning you know uh you know kitchen music in the kitchen i was just figuring you get a little uh, yeah, pots and pan I, i'm band. not sure i would define that as music oh you could be <laughs> plus when you're trying to clean the dishes you don't exactly. want to right you don't want yeah. them taking them out and putting them on the floor well, no, that's my, I, I understand, but boy, that's a favorite thing for kids yeah. to do. Yeah. Just saying. That's my favorite thing for kids. And they, that's right. I yeah, do that when yeah. I'm done. That's yeah. right. And so after <laughs> after the dancing and the singing, then it's bedtime. How do you transition that? Because because that, that, that yeah, well, you, dancing so, in the kitchen can yeah. get crazy, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got to have a routine, and that's, that's, that's right. a huge key. So mm-hmm. our routine, you know, we got brush teeth, pajamas, go to bed. But, but you know, we got our prayer time is really what kind of brings it all together. Mm-hmm. They know yes. that. They appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. So those those routines help make shifts beautifully. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, David yeah. Dawson, Jr., he's the yeah. director of the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Tell us what's going on in the diocese in the Office of Parish Support. Sure. Yeah. Now we're still working hard. Uh, we just had an adult formation summit. So we had a lot of folks at the Chancery over the course of last weekend. Helping them to get a sense for like, okay, what can we be, what can we, what can be done for, particularly for adults in our parishes that aren't just the kind of one-off Bible studies. Yeah. Uh, so lots of help and support for our parishes for getting things moving for individual audiences, certain needs uh, for particular adults and that kind of thing. Lots of options available. So htdiocese.org, Office of Parish Support. Uh, we're happy to, to jump in and help with strategies and. Uh, meeting the needs and letting God lead the process. That's awesome. htdiocese.org. All right. Thank you so much, David. It's always great having you. And I would suggest everybody turn on that music tonight while you're cooking dinner and especially when you're doing those dishes. Yeah. Great advice. Thank you so much. It's great having you. David Dawson, Jr., Director of the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Uh, See what's happening in the the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau at htdiocese.org. So do you and your wife dance when you're doing the dishes? Uh, no, not when we do the dishes, <laughs> but we do dance when to songs. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, it's it's like nice to have music weather, playing. nice night outside. Oh, you know, we'll put yes. some music on, go dance. That's you know, fun. out there on the patio. That's fun. In, there is a power of music. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what it is, it just 
it it kind of the old saying, you know, it's got a song in your heart and a skip in your step. There it you just kind of livens you up. That's you know, right. That's it can't get you in a good day. mood, but it, it can also get you in a sad mood. Right, right. Depends on the song. So, You're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. Let's stick around, Sister Marjorie A. Bear. She always has a song in her heart. I think the president of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans joins us. It's 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. It's 48 minutes after the hour on Wake Up. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Colado. We're happy you're with us on this Thursday morning. Tomorrow morning, Friday, October 21st, is our quarterly Coffee Club meet and greet at our Baton Rouge studio. Uh, if you are a member of Coffee Club or if you would like to join Coffee Club, we'll hope you'll join us. Uh, that's 11924 Sunray Avenue. We'll have River Road Coffee and some treats from the Heavenly Donut. You can join us at 645. I know that's early, but you pray with us before the show. Stick around uh, during Wake Up and, uh, and enjoy co- the company of other Coffee club members so we hope that you will join us uh, joining us now is sister marjorie Abear. she is the president of catholic charities of the in the archdiocese of new orleans good morning sister marjorie Good morning, Alicia. Good to be with you this oh, it's morning. Wonderful to have you with us, sister. Please share with our listeners all that's going on with Catholic Charities. I'm happy to report to you that um, in our recent publication of our annual report, we were just um, great agents of mercy in the the community. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, we served over fifty thousand individuals last year. Wow. Uh, particularly in our homeless program, we were given shelter to 450 individuals, uh, many families included in that. And in our Food for Seniors program, we distributed more than 340,000 food boxes to 56,000 seniors in our state, throughout the state. In addition to that, at our smaller um, food pantry at St. Lawrence in Metairie, we serve 5,000 individuals. Um, and in our PACE program, we're happy to say we administered over 780 primary visits to fam- to our participants in their homes. Um, wow. That's a great accomplishment. Yes. You know, we pushed COVID aside uh, and with many times struggling to have a full staff. So wow. we're pretty proud of those numbers and look forward to increasing those numbers that's as amazing. we enter a new year of activity. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for your ministry. That's amazing work that you're doing. We've talked in the past ab- um, about another of your much needed programs, the Project Save. October is recognized as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Can you tell us more about Project Save? Yes, this is one of our uh, premier programs, and we've been at it for a long time. You know, more than 35% of Louisiana women, <clears throat> excuse me, and men experience, mm. <clears throat> pardon me, That's okay. experience violence mm. from their intimate partners mm. at some point in their lifetime. Project SAVE, SAVE is 
stop abuse through victim empowerment. Mm. It offers emergency <clears throat> legal assistance to victims in Arlene's parish. It's our hope to expand this to other parishes. Wow. We have two staff attorneys that have worked with over 240 individuals wow. this past year, and they work with them in helping them with the filing of restraining orders, petitions for temporary child custody, mm -hmm. use of community property, and so many other legal orders. Wow. Individuals who themselves need our assistance in this program can call us directly at 504-310-6872 or go to our website, which is www.ccano.org slash domestic violence services. Uh, we ask you, Debbie, if you could just uh, Alicia, sure. if you could just post that for us. Yes, that we'll put that. We'll put that us. link on our Facebook uh, live feed today. Um, and sister, this is a free emergency legal assistance, correct? There's no charge. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. There's no okay. charge to those wow. individuals who are in need of our services. That's wonderful. We'll share that phone number, Sister Marjorie, and the website um, on our Facebook live feed. Well, Sister, Advent is right around the corner. What can our listeners do to show their faith in action and help Catholic charities to serve others? Well, always a spirit of generosity <clears throat> in giving back and donating hours of works of mercy. Um, in the spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude, those of us who are able to to give the time and give the effort, um, we have many opportunities for that, especially we ask when you can't give of yourself personally, um, your charitable donations would be most helpful to us. And we're conducting our annual Archbishop Hannon Community Appeal, which is our major appeal for funding to help us carry out these charitable works. Um, um, wonderful. To wonderful. make a donation also, um, of thank we're getting ready for our Thanksgiving and Christmas distribution. Mm -hmm. So donations of items for food baskets or the donation of cash for a food basket and um, or gifts for individuals. This is an annual uh, program conducted, and we help hundreds of individuals wow. at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that, num that address is www.ccano.org slash holiday. Thank you so um, much. Welcome. And Sister, we're sharing all those links on our Facebook live feed. I'm sorry we are out of time. We've been visiting with Sister Marjorie Abair. She's the president of Catholic uh, Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. We'll share those links, but you can also go to ccano.org to find out more information. Thank you so much, Sister. Thank you. God, God bless, bless you. you. Okay. Great day, St. Paul of the Cross. And we're going to wrap up with prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you are the center of my life, and I thank you for my family, and I pray that I will never be a stumbling block for their faith. 
Give me the wisdom to know when to speak and when to remain silent. Help me so that I will never compromise the gospel and help me to strive to set a good spiritual example for my family and will invite someone who has strayed from the church to come back. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us this morning on Wake Up. We hope you'll visit. uh, Join us tomorrow morning. We have lots of wonderful guests. We hope you have a blessed day. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.